What's up, friends? Before we hop into the show, I got to tell you about this awesome thing that Manscaped is doing. Did you know that one man every hour, every day is diagnosed with testicular cancer? And Manscaped, they save balls. This means not only designing the right tools for the job, but raising awareness for the ball-busting disease, which is the most common form of cancer among men ages 15 to 35. That's right, 15 to 35. And as part of Manscaped's brand mission, their partnership with the Testicular Cancer Society aims to educate and entertain while spreading a very important message about early detection and self-screening to protect yourself and men's health issues and cancer risk. So first and foremost, go get your balls checked. Next, grab a lawnmower 3.0, use code DNVR to save 20% plus free shipping and help the proceeds go towards an amazing cause. Buy the performance packages and crop mops today to contribute to the We Save Balls initiative they have going on at Man and use that code DNVR to save 20% off the purchase, get free shipping, and help a great cause for the entire month of March. So make sure to check them out over at Manscaped. All right, Mace, let's hop into the show. Number one for the one and only DNVR. Two girls that to Zach Mace are at the bar. Mr. B in that old trophy case. Not supposed to wait for, well, bring on the chase. Out on the field, a mile high, Broncos win is our desire. Couple with Breck, brew and a friend, bleed orange and blue to the bitter end. Come and join us, DDNVR. We are DDNVR. Welcome, welcome, welcome into the DNVR Broncos podcast on this Monday to kick off free agency. I'm your host, Zach Stevens, joined by my man, Andrew Mason. Before we hop into the show, got to tell you about our presenting sponsor, MSU Denver Online. MSU Denver Online puts a dynamic education at your fingertips without forcing you to decide between earning a degree and living your life. MSU Denver is the Colorado institution providing rigorous and affordable online programs taught by professors who bring the real world into the classroom. MSU Denver graduates use their relevant degrees to land coveted jobs. So make sure to go check them out. Whether you want to take one class or you want to graduate, head over to MSU Denver online. My boy, Mace, it's good to see that you survived the snowstorm and are here for the start of free agency. Yeah, and it's good that uh, I can be here by simply walking to my office at home because right now, can't get out of the driveway. We're actually, it's actually to the point where we've decided to just have pay somebody, uh, you know, 30 bucks to take care of shoveling the driveway, shoveling the, uh, the sidewalks, et cetera, because it was just too much. I actually shoveled on Saturday night and I thought, okay, you know, let's, let's get started. Let's, uh, let's do it. So about mid, about 1145 midnight on Saturday, I'm out there, you know, shoveling away. A fat lot of good that did because uh, <laughs> I, I put down some ice melt on the sidewalks. And currently the ice melt is sitting under about uh, about 24 inches of snow right now. Mm, yeah, that won't really help. You're not worried about yeah. ice right now. <laughs> it's it, it, it was throwing deck chairs off the Titanic at, <laughs> you know, just, oh, man, it's. It's what it, it's it's wild. There's actually I put this out on Twitter last night. 
the there's a drift of snow that was blown by the wind as such to where it looks like a wave is about to crash in a wave of snow is about to crash into my garage. Yeah, that it's, that, and that that was like waist high, if not even higher. Yeah, it's like it, it's about it, it goes about halfway up a garage, so kind of a standard garage door. You all know um, that it's halfway up there. It, it is just. It's just wild. I, the only part I've cleared is there's a little poop and pee path for the puppies. A lot of alliteration, poop, pee, puppies path that is that I've cleared in my backyard. And that took about that, that probably took about 25, 30 minutes because you had to kind of just go go by layer. You get the top layer off and then you get the next layer off. And uh, oh, boy. And you know what? It could warm up in the next in the next week to 10 days. This snow, in some form or fashion, is going to be with us for several weeks, even if it's middle of April, and we're still seeing these massive snow piles in strip mall parking lots. So, hope everybody enjoys it. But the, the positive side is, Zach, I was thinking about it when I woke up this morning, all the fields are going to be lush and green. It's going to look like Ireland when yes. this is done. And, you know, maybe that's a kind of a, a metaphor for free agency that's that's going to start. You just, uh, get through this period, the Broncos make their moves, and maybe on the other side, uh, once it's all melted, you've got a nice, lush, green, ready-to-go football team. And Mace, I also think that this storm had a little preview for all of us on what could come with the Broncos in free agency. And what I mean by that is, Mace, the storm was supposed to hit us Friday night and Saturday was supposed to be terrible and Sunday was supposed to be bad as well. Well, Saturday morning comes... There's no snow. There's no snow at all. And, you know, people are complaining left and right about where's the snow. I personally was mm. very bummed out that there wasn't snow. And it just seemed like uh, all the hype was going to fall flat on its face. Well, then Saturday night rolls around. And really, Sunday, it really took off. And in one day, we had the fourth biggest snowstorm in Denver's history with over 24 inches of snow in just one day, the fourth biggest. And Mace, that's what we may see with the Broncos in free agency. And what I mean by this is, Mace, the past 10 years under John Elway, we have been used to seeing the Broncos go out and hit big, not disappointing at the start of free agency, getting, you know, the, the big time names and also the, the big time deals. You know, Juwan James wasn't necessarily a huge name, but he was a big time deal. That happened two years ago tonight. The very first day of free agency is when that happened. Opened with a bang. Well, under George Payton, Mace, I'm not quite sure we're going to see very many bangs happen right away. Uh, it may take a couple of days or heck, even a week or two for the free agents to start trickling in. And then they may start piling up because the Broncos right now have the fifth most cap space uh, it, it, or the top five cap space in the NFL. So this storm kind of gave us a good preview of just hold your horses, sit back, relax. Things will come together eventually. But Mace, the first thing that needs to happen and priority number one for the Broncos as free agency opens today and officially 
gets underway Wednesday afternoon is the Broncos have to figure out what's what they're going to do with their own guys. And a little surprise that all of this has led or has has waited till now. You not only have the decision on Von Miller that you have to make, uh, pretty much saying if he's coming back, you also have to make the decision on Kareem Jackson. And then you also have to make the decision on your RFAs, Mace. You, you give Tim Patrick, Alexander Johnson, and Philip Lindsay second round tenders, they're back next year. You don't, they're probably gone. Yeah, and uh, the Broncos have kept things close to the vest. I think uh, it was came up came up last night uh, in a discussion on Twitter how uh, we haven't seen the leaks that normally we see. Usually, we've got a good idea on things. Uh, not anymore. This it's it's a new era. It's it's the close to the vest era. So mm-hmm. we're kind of left uh, guessing a little bit. You know what? I think that's that's a good thing. It may not be good for us and what we do in this business, but it's a, it's probably good for the Broncos. Now that being said, the fact that they haven't gotten anything done, let's say Shelby Harris for example, okay? Cuz the RFA deadline is still uh, is still right there with the start of the new league year. We're only in legal tampering. The new league year is still 2 days away. So they don't have to have the RFA tenders in on 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 Philip Lindsay, Alexander Johnson, Tim Patrick, until that point. Uh, but Shelby Harris, if you know, if nothing gets done here in the next uh, 14 minutes as we record this, then anybody can talk to him. And then you put yourself open to risk. And oh, by the way, with Shelby, yes, this is going to be a depressed market league wide. Because the cash budgets, forget about the cap, the cash budget for teams aren't going to be what they normally are because of the loss of, of, of revenue. So they're, you'd say probably a third to half the league may be tightening their wallets a little bit, even if they've got good, good cap situations. But what works in Shelby's favor is this. It's not a good free agent interior defensive line class, especially once Leonard Williams got the franchise tag. And it's a horrible interior defensive line kept class in the draft and uh right. don't quote me uh you know quote to uh, daniel jeremiah of nfl network who said that there is not an interior defensive lineman in this class we're taking in round one so all that means that shelby harris being on the open market if again nothing is done here in the next 13 minutes th- that puts some risk into play for some team looking at the landscape and saying if we're going to get some help we don't have many options here. He may be the best option. And and that would hurt the Broncos if they lost Shelby Harris. It would, you know, they've, they got by without him last year. I don't think it's something that uh, oh, they should want to try to do again to try to get by without Shelby Harris. And besides, don't you want somebody who chased down Tyreek Hill? And oh, by the way, when he chased Tyreek Hill down, did it when he was coming off a bad bout with COVID, when his stamina was affected? That's the kind of guy I want on my team if it's Mace the GM. But uh, you're dealing with a lot of other things. You're dealing with the price tag, et cetera. Uh, Maybe the Broncos aren't going to make a deal. We'll see. I I think they want Shelby Harris back, but as with anything, it's wanting a guy at the right price. Right. You're exactly right. And Tickle Pickle comes in in our yeah. comment section. Love the name and says, wish Madden ratings were better for Denver with Shelby. <laughs> Shelby is only a 75. And uh, yeah, 
75. Exactly. And yes, I certainly think Shelby Harris is more valuable than to the Broncos than what a 75 Madden rating would be. So Mace, mm-hmm. I, I ask you this, uh, where would you rank Shelby Harris and the defensive line for the Broncos entering free agency? I guess we can start with the mm-hmm. most important thing that the Broncos have to do entering free agency. And and we'll put, uh, you know, deciding on Vaughn uh, and, and Kareem Jackson, we'll put those to the side and, and that can play into this mm-hmm. equation. What's the most important thing? What is the number one need and rank that the Broncos have entering free agency? Cornerback one. Mm. Now, it doesn't mean they're going to necessarily fill it. They could look to the draft as well. But if you want maximum flexibility going into the draft, and I think that is something that's going to be a priority for George Payton, is making sure that he can go in myriad directions, that he could trade down, uh, pick a position that drops like say a quarterback happens to drop to nine that they love or even trade up. He wants to have the maximum amount of possibilities. And that means even though you could look at it and say, well, if we stay at nine, we're going to get Patrick Sertan or Kale, Kale Barley. I think they're going to try to make sure they've got a top cornerback in there, at least top in their room for this year. And I say when I say for this year, that's what where I say I might mean that they take a look at Xavier Rhodes, who's good last year, terrible in 2019. George Payton drafted him in Minnesota. If he's more like the Xavier Rhodes of 2020 with Indianapolis than the 2019 with Minnesota, you have somebody who can fit the bill. Now he'd probably be only on a one-year deal. Maybe it would be a two-year deal with all the guarantees in year one. But I think uh, something like that is a direction the Broncos may try to go in pretty early because you look at the roster right now and say, what is the biggest hole? It's corner. And uh, it's not particularly close based on what the roster looks like right now in terms of first and second on that list. Yeah, and Mace, I I agree with you. Everything you said about corner, I'm putting it number two. What comes in at number one for me is quarterback. And here's what here he in this may be just more of a team thing than in terms of free agency. What their true priority it, priority is like today in free agency. But when you take names off uh, everything with the team last year, and you just look at position. Mace, the Broncos' worst position without a doubt last year was quarterback. And so that puts it as number one priority. Now, the Broncos can address it in the draft. They may not choose to hit it in free agency, but that's their number one position of need entering free agency. But I agree with you. I I think that they will hit and rank cornerback higher uh, in the free agency part right now because they can fall back on the draft. And like you said, Mace, Getting a good cornerback now, even getting two cornerbacks, does not take them out of the Patrick mm-hmm. Sardan, Caleb Farley, trade back at J.C. Horn. Um, it, that does not take them out of that at all. Uh, now, if you go spend $25 million on Jameis Winston, that takes them out of the quarterback in round one. Very, very likely scenario. But th- really, th- the Broncos aren't going to go out there and spend $20 million on a cornerback. So whatever move they do, w- they'll still be in it. Right. And realistically, even though George Payton was at the pro day for Trey Lance last week, and even though uh, from all indications he's going to check out these other quarterbacks that are in the top 10, probably 
I can't see him checking out Trevor Lawrence because everyone knows because he's hey he's already had his pro day. Be everyone knows he's going to Jacksonville, but right. I think he's going to check out these. I, I think he's going to do due diligence on Mac Jones. He's going to do due diligence on Justin Fields. Um, he's going to do the same thing on Zach Wilson. I, I would imagine, but that isn't the most likely outcome here. The most likely outcome is that they bring in a hedge. It's just the degree of the hedge. Jameis Winston would be interesting. The Saints have given every indication they want him back. But again, now that we're getting here, the clock is ticking down toward free agency. You do reach the point where he can pick up the phone. Yep. And yep. you do bring that risk, at least from the Saints perspective, in into play. The thing, and I, I wrote, of course, about Jameis Winston. He was I decided to close my quarterback series with Jameis Winston. Love for it. well for for a lot of reasons. First of all, He's the biggest boomer bust guy out there if he indeed entertains offers uh, to be out there. I mean, someone might be getting a guy who is ready to launch into the elite of quarterbacking. But so, but you also might get a guy who never figures out the the turnover problem. I mean, one thing I, I, I pointed to in the story is that four weeks into the 2019 season, it, or actually five weeks, pardon me, because it came off a good four-game stretch. He had a very bad week one. Then he plays a four-game stretch that's probably the best of his career. Included in that, absolutely shreds a Wade Phillips L.A. Rams defense in the process. Bucks put up 55 on the Rams. Winston in that offense put up 48. And Ooh. I remember coming out of that that stretch thinking, he might sign a long-term deal. Maybe Jameis and Bruce Arians are perfect together. Right. So there was that glimpse. There was that gleam. And then he threw five picks the next week. <laughs> when they go off to London. And, you know, that's it's just it's what's so maddening with Winston. But when he's playing at his top level for multiple weeks, he's had those stretches where he's looked like one of the best quarterbacks in football. But he oh, always yeah. does something undermine it. So what did he get out of last year? What you know, what happened with Sean Payton? Did, is, it, was that enough of kind of football rehab, QB rehab? He had LASIK. Did LASIK help him out? He few couple months after LASIK, he talked about how he could read street signs for the first time in his oh, life. Oh my goodness. <laughs> just wild. Yeah. I mean, just just crazy. I mean, think about not being able to read street signs and you're driving around. I mean, gosh, I mean, you're kind of a menace to the road at that, at that point. But uh, hey, good for him that he figured that out. But he's definitely the most intriguing of the free agent quarterback prospects. But the question is, do the Broncos want intriguing? Do they want to say, OK, let's get the best guy we can to compete? Or do they just want somebody who if he doesn't win, can be that backup, can be that mentor, et cetera. I mean, that's, and that's where you come into the Ryan Fitzpatrick, Andy Dalton conversation. I'd be, I think I'd be fine with Fitz. I think Andy Dalton, you're Jacoby Brissett. You're There's just Mitchell no sexy Trubisky. factor. Yeah. You're, you're getting into the meh territory yeah. here. And, uh, you know, and then certainly there's another there's another level of quarterbacks I didn't get into, but it's like the the Colt McCoys and the Mike Clennons, and it's like if oh, those are yeah. the guys you bring in. The, oh no! I mean, Blake Bortles is on the market. No, <laughs> let's bring right. back Blake Bortles, right? I mean, if that bro. happens, Zach. Woo! Oh gosh! Oh man! 
Yeah, that's there's going to be an emergency. If if Blake Bortles is uh, the guy they were in, there's going to be an emergency podcast about how the Broncos aren't serious about what they said about com- regarding competition at quarterback. And or if it's a quarterback to that level, Mace, then I think mm-hmm. it means round one quarterback they're locked into. Yeah. If that's the move they're making, and let or they're locked into Drew Locke. Man, yeah, and from everything we've heard and seen, it doesn't seem like they're you know locked in mm-hmm. on Drew. So, Mace, where, where does quarterback come in for you on, on these rankings? You have corner first, court, court okay, number, perfect. So, number so we two, just, we just flip right. those, uh, and I think it makes total sense why you have corner uh, back mm-hmm. number one. I totally understand that. Uh, so, what are you, where are you going for three now? Let's see if we agree on this one. Honestly, it's uh, another corner. Oh, based wow. on the roster right now, I as I you know number crunching in the past month and looking at some val- the value on guys, I think if the Broncos really want to make sure they are backstop at, at backstopped at corner because Bryce Callahan is injury prone, uh, Michael OJ Mudia you're optimistic about, but I don't know if you're optimistic about him as a CB one. I think you're optimistic about him as a number two or maybe a number three. A saying right. Bassey, he did some good things last year, but he's coming off the ACL injury. So I look at the cornerback position. I think there are two tiers here. I think you'd like to get somebody who is going to clearly step in and be a starter. So that's an Xavier Rhodes. If they want to go younger, it could be somebody uh, like William Jackson from Cincinnati, who I really like. I I could see uh, a Mike Hilton from Pittsburgh stepping into a a broader role and him being a good fit if they bring him in. But then I think – you get into the, the 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 prove it class, the guys who are the who are the really the dented cards at cornerback, uh, the ones who who have some potential, who could be really good scheme fits, but they struggled for whatever reason. Like Shadobia Wuzie in Dallas had a hamstring injury last year, came back, wasn't the same, got benched. Uh, Kevin King, Green Bay, last the world saw of him, Scotty Miller was torching him down the left sideline at Lambeau Field back in January. Uh, Desmond King, guy who was an all-pro with the Chargers, eventually got traded to the Titans. These are guys who I think are good scheme fits, and it's possible if you kind of play your cards right. Let's say it's Xavier Rhodes on a, a $9 million deal and one of these other guys on a prove-it deal of about, say, four to $4.5 million dollars. Effectively, you could replace AJ Boye with two guys, not just one. Right, exactly, Mason. So I totally understand where you're coming from there. And then again, you still can take a corner at number nine because if you get two corners, Mason, they're not going to be twelve million dollar guys. Like you said, you're you're going to be replacing them with maybe a seven million dollar guy, six million dollar guy, nine million dollar guy, four million dollar guy. Uh, and, and so that that would be a commitment there, but it's a necessary commitment, one that you absolutely have. And Mason, you, you threw out a name there, William Jackson. We've had a lot of people in the comment section, including the Nagulator, just pound in the table for William Jackson right. that, that that's a hot name out there yeah he'd make a, he'd make a lot of sense and you see that uh, looking at that cornerback room that Nagalator says William Jackson Bryce Callahan Michael Oje Mudia and Caleb Farley or Greg Newsom you'd be excited about that room I think right. uh, you'd really like the possibilities there if they go in that direction the thing is though the Broncos do not want to be locked into having to stay at nine and take a corner they right 
They want maximum flexibility. And frankly, the most likely outcome, if you had to handicap it, is trading down. And if you don't have corners settled in free agency, you won't have the flexibility true to trade down when the time comes. You don't want to be sitting there and saying, well, we got a really good offer coming in, but uh, boy, we, you know, we've, we have to take a corner. Uh, George Payton, I think, wants more flexibility. You know, John Elway, we kind of kind of locked in on certain possibilities that he wanted to do. Like he, uh, he for I mean, a way the Broncos worked on roster construction in regards to the draft would would be they would go into the draft, have a pretty good idea what they thought their roster would be come week one, and then if it was a year where they said, "Oh, you know, we've only got uh, we've we've got seven or we've got." seven roster spots so let's we can trade out of some day three picks because we really only have seven spots on the roster for draft picks i know mike shanahan at times operated that way as well in terms of the draft process that's not how george payton is going to operate it's not how he's indicated he's going to operate he talks about having more picks more possibilities so they're not looking at and saying okay we we basically have eight spots for draft picks so we can have eight picks. They're not looking at it that, at that way anymore. That's not how Peyton sees it. That's one thing he's talked about in terms of how he wants to have additional picks. So this, this could be the asset acquisition year involving trade, involving trade downs. And, uh, you know, funny thing is actually in terms of just having a high volume of picks, even if they're not high quality, they're kind of set with with a bunch of seventh round picks already, so they're moving in in that direction. But I think I think it should be an asset acquisition year, trade down not only for this year but also to get to get capital for twenty twenty two when you have a draft where you should have much more information than you do coming off a pandemic year. This is kind of not sexy, maybe not thrilling, but it might be the wisest course of action for these Broncos. Yeah. And George Payton has a six-year contract. He can do that and take a step back. Uh, and so, Mace, you're going cornerback for your third. I'm going defensive line, and you touched Ooh. on Shelby Harris a, a lot. But, Mace, there the Broncos let Jarrell Casey go earlier this offseason. Now it is officially the legal tampering period. It is past ding, 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 so ding, ding, ding. There we go. Deals can be signed and free agents can now talk to other teams, which means Shelby Harris can now talk to other teams. They can't let him go and not replace him. If they let him go, Mace's defensive line is a massive priority. And because he can talk to other teams now, it's a massive priority right now. You have Draymond Jones, who, who you feel comfortable being a starter. You have Mike Purcell, and then you have a massive hole, a massive hole there. You could sign two guys and then feel comfortable, but you have to get another starter, another big-time starter there. Shelby Harris is going to cost around $10 million in Mace. If you put $10 million there, then that hole is plugged. You feel really good about it. But if you lose a $10 million player, it's a massive hole right there. Right. And, again, I don't know if the market is going to bring in a, a guy who's apples for apples. Now, you're confident in Draymond Jones becoming a starter. And, uh, you know, you have players who can play. I mean, Deshaun Williams can step in and hold down the fort. And McTelvin Ajim, you're counting on him delivering more. But, these guys aren't Shelby Harris. They're not Shelby Harris right now. Uh, they may never be Shelby Harris. Of course, it took Shelby Harris a while as well. So that's if you believe in how a young player is developing, like McTelvin Ajim, and playing the long game with him, then you may say, okay, uh, 
with time he could become somebody who who fills that role. It's, but it, it, there's there's a lack of options there um, in terms of replicating Shelby if you let him go. So uh, if he's not back, Dean line goes at the priority list. If the Broncos don't choose not to exercise the option on Von Miller, edge, I would actually say edge rusher. If the Broncos don't exercise the option on Von Miller, that goes right there kind of behind cornerback for me. The only reason why it doesn't go higher is that you do have two guys you can start in right. Bradley Chubb and Malik Reed. You, you've right. got a tandem you can work with, but the Broncos could look at that situation and say, you know, if we lose Von Miller, maybe we've got to take a look at, for example, I'll give you a name, Leonard Floyd who played for Vic Fangio in Chicago and had double-digit sacks last year for the Rams playing under Brandon Staley. He would probably make more sense for the Chargers, per, perhaps, if Staley wants to just add to add to what they already have. They, the one area they're stacked is edge rusher. But if not, Broncos could look at Leonard Floyd if they move on from Von Miller, someone who knows exactly what Vic Fangio wants. No, oh, by the way, uh, was drafted by the Bears while Fangio was there, part of the 2016 mm -hmm. draft class, going into Vic's second year. Yeah, you're exactly right. And Mace, that's why edge rusher is number four for me. And how about this tweet, Mace? You said earlier in the podcast how uh, the Broncos haven't had any leaks about what they're going to do. And while this isn't a leak, maybe check in, feel in the water temperature from Mike Kliss right now. He says, while no decision has been made on whether the Broncos would pick up Von Miller's $7 million option, don't rule out possibility of Von wanting to move on and Broncos wanting to go in another direction could make sense for both sides to have an, to have an, an amicable split. Wow. All right. So, I mean, that's maybe that's purely just Mike saying it. Maybe that's testing the waters. But, Mace, if you let Vaughn go, this is absolutely on the priority list. And for me, this would come in at number four. And like you said, the reason why, why I'm keeping it behind defensive line uh, is because you have a pro bowler there with Shelby or, or with, uh, with, with Bradley Chubb. And you do have Malik Reed who you like, whereas defensive line, you have someone that you like as a starter. Um, and, and that's, uh, that's Draymond Jones, but he's not a pro bowler. And then you just have a huge gap in between, but Mace, if Von Miller, it does move on from the Broncos. It would be a huge blow for Broncos fans. I know that but it would save and open up $18 million for George Payton to spend against the cap. And that is money that he can use to go out and fill all these other holes we've talked about. Or it's money that you're taking and carrying over to next year when you expect things might be uh, more stabilized in terms of revenue as well. Uh, one thing I do not expect this year is I don't expect, unless we're, unless Deshaun Watson is coming in, I don't expect the Broncos to spend to the cap. I expect the Broncos will have carryover again. Yeah. And, and that's not the worst thing, Mace. It, it, it's, it's not, not, it's not, but I think everyone's kind of looking at the, at the, at the cap space and thinking, okay, here, 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 here. I would be flabbergasted and shocked, happily shocked, but shocked if they spend, uh, if they spend to the cap this year. So yeah. if you, if you free up room with Von Miller, that's well, you know, that's well and good, but I don't think all of a sudden you take that and you spend elsewhere unless unless you're t you do pull off the the Russell Will or, or Russell Wilson or uh, 
Deshaun Watson, more likely Deshaun Watson, because Russell Wilson has not expressed any indication of interest in Denver. So that's and maybe that's what you're thinking. And also, if you're thinking about Deshaun Watson, you don't enhance your chances of getting Deshaun Watson or Deshaun Watson wanting to come here if you cut Kareem Jackson. So what if it's a scenario, Zach, where you're letting go of Von Miller and not picking up his option, but you're picking up Kareem Jackson in part because you want to keep that door ajar to get Deshaun Watson because all roads lead back to Deshaun Watson. And there we go. Right, right, exactly. And by moving on from Kareem Jackson, Macy, you only save roughly half of what you would save by moving on from Vaughn. Kareem saves you $10 million mm-hmm. against the cap with $2.8 million dead. And Vaughn saves $18 million in cap money with only $4 million dead. And those are all decisions that that George Payton will weigh over the next day or two along with, with all of the mm-hmm. RFAs. Yeah, and the thing that you have to think about if you're George Payton is this. Malik Reed's contract this year in terms of what he is under the cap it's 855,000. And so literally not only you save the 18 million dollars, but if you compare them together, if Vaughn is on the roster with his option picked up, it's a 22.125 million dollar cap hit. Malik Reed is literally 3.86% of Vaughn Miller in terms of salary. 3.86%. Yet yeah. what is Malik Reed in terms of what percentage he is compared to Vaughn Miller? Is Malik Reed 70% of Vaughn Miller. Yeah. Yeah. Even even 50% of Vaughn Miller. Right. And and when you're sitting down and trying to stuff everything into not only what your cap is, but also what your cash budget is, then it becomes a move that makes sense. It, it makes financial sense to make it look. I know that for a lot of Broncos fans, it's not going to make sense in terms of the heart and what Vaughn Miller means. I get that. But it could make sense in the broader picture uh, beyond beyond this. It could make sense in the overall roster construction. Same. Yeah, it, it really could. And I know a lot of people out there in the comment section are, are chanting for Shaq. And man, would that be something else? I would certainly love it. He's going to maybe be the most sought after free agent now that he can talk to anyone. So he would certainly cost a lot of money. So Mace, would you rather have Shaq or Vaughn on a similar deal? Um, On a similar deal, I'd rather have Shaq because he's younger. Right, but uh, looks like we're getting a, a report here. Hang on, I'm just uh, trying to trying to cue this up here. One sec on my on my other computer. Um, Justina Anderson used to work for ESPN. She said, "Justina says she got a text from Shaq Barrett saying, quote, I am going back to Tampa.' Unquote. All right, all so right. That's it. Forget there about that. It's done. It's gone." <laughs> I mean, and boy, Tampa, what they're doing out there. Heck, maybe if the Broncos move on from Vaughn, Vaughn will join JPP and Shaq out there in Tampa. And I love the dominoes are starting to fall, Mace. I absolutely Uh, love it. Uh, Mace, any other priorities for the Broncos? Any any that you would throw behind uh, at the end of this group? Well, um, I thought I think there was a thought of, of inside linebacker, perhaps, but the two guys who I think would have been the best fits were Matt Milano in Buffalo and Levante David from Tampa Bay, and they're both staying home. So inside linebacker, I think realistically, maybe you do add a guy, but um, 
I think uh, inside linebacker probably slides down the priority list. You're, you're, you're fine. I mean, I know you want more in coverage, and that's why you got Justin Sternod coming back, and maybe you invest a draft pick in someone who's got some upside there. Maybe not a, maybe you're not going for a linebacker in round one, but maybe you're talking about a Chaz Surratt in round two or round three, someone who's got a lot of talent, a lot of physical tools, but is a very, very much an unfinished pro- product. I think that's probably what you're looking at an inside linebacker more than what's on the free agent market right now. So inside linebacker is a priority, but maybe that priority is something that's down the list a little bit. Um, I don't, I think the other, maybe you, if you don't bring Philip Lindsay back, maybe you kick the tires on uh, on running backs a little bit, but that too, I believe is a need that is more likely to be filled in the draft. And uh, if you, and that's where, if you get maximum flexibility, Zach, because you can look at your running back core and look and, and lose Phil Lindsay and say, all right, we got Melvin Gordon, Royce Freeman, and Levante Bellamy. Okay, we can work with that trio. And it's viable. It, it can work for a season. But if they have maximum draft flexibility, I would not be surprised to see them take a running back early, maybe even much earlier than people anticipate. Maybe if there's a trade down or two, even a round one running back. If they're if they're picking in the twenties, yes, a potential would, Najee Harris after two yeah. tradebacks. Yeah, and would Najee Harris make sense at nine? No, because you argue for Najee Harris at say pick twenty five or twenty six. Absolutely, right. But you can't do that unless you have taken care of things in free agency to where you have you have a roster. You have a a twenty two plus a nickelback plus a wide receiver three, which the Broncos obviously have, and then your specialist taking care of. If you've done that, and then then you can look at the draft and say, we can do anything. We can trade down. We can trade up. We can go BPA. We don't have to worry about position. And that, I think, this year in a, in a low-information draft is what you want to have anyway. You don't want to be in a position where you're reaching because you say, okay, we have to get a guy at this position. You want to just be able to take the best guy. The guy, maybe the guy that you know the most about, maybe that's where someone like Najee Harris in the mid twenties, coming from out of out of Alabama, proven program, proven you know you you know what you're getting with him, kind of like you knew what you're getting with Jonathan Taylor last year. The Colts did, and they picked him. This is something that maybe you kind of cling to in this year's draft when, because of the pandemic, because there's no combine, and there were no there was no Shrine Game, there was no Collegiate Bowl. You've got low, you got less information than you do most years. Yeah, it's a it's a really good point, Mesa. And you mentioned inside linebacker, and I agree with you that it is on the priority list. In fact, it may be higher on the Broncos' priority list than it is on our priority mm-hmm. list. Uh, a couple names to keep an eye on: Eric Wilson. The Vikings just signed Anthony Barr, so it looks like he will hit the market. Of course, George Payton has a ton of familiarity with him, a guy that's fast, a guy that is very, very versatile. He can do a ton on defense, so he could be your answer in coverage. Uh, And and Jayon Brown, keep an eye on him as well, another versatile, fast, athletic linebacker. Uh, And and I wouldn't be surprised if the Broncos go that route and Vic Fangio finally signs off on, on the linebacker. Yeah, yeah, Anthony Barra, the revised contract. That they just that was just uh, put out there in the last right. uh, hour or so. So he's a free agent next year, but they're keeping him around. And uh, exactly. Uh, and so, yeah, you, you may look at this and look. Alexander Johnson and Joseph Jewell, they're not a bad duo. They work well together. What you're looking for is that dynamic coverage element. But then, but you in the draft, for example, you know. 
the best coverage linebacker per se in terms of the draft is Jeremiah Wusukormora over Notre Dame, but he's kind of a big box safety. I mean, and a small linebacker. So perhaps he's not somebody where you're saying, okay, you plug him in there. And so you get in the draft. I think the only, you know, the only one, if you move him inside is, uh, is Micah Parsons. But for me, there are too many character questions on Micah Parsons to roll the dice on unless he slips into round two. And then I'm saying, okay, fine. The risk reward ratio is there. I certainly don't think it's there at nine. Right, right. I- exactly, Mace. Man, so much to talk about. And so much this week impacts the draft to see if the Broncos will be interested in JOK at a, with Patrick Sertan with a quarterback in that first round. So much depends on it. And we've got a lot of time to talk. And we will be here as now the legal tampering window is open. And thank you all so much for everyone that tuned in. We had a lot of people tune in on YouTube. But for mm-hmm. those of you that aren't tuning in on YouTube, watching some other place, we really recommend going going to our YouTube page where where the, the quality is the best. Hit us with a like, please, if you're there right now. We'd really appreciate it. Subscribe and also sign up for alerts so you know anytime we go live, which we'll be doing a lot this week. I'm sure about it. Thank you guys so much. And one more thing that we ask. Why don't you join our family over the uh, over at the dnvr.com because we would love to have you. Not only do you get the exclusive ability to comment on our pods and have that read on every single pod, which we're about to jump into right now, but you get a free DNVR shirt with an annual membership. You get the DNVR locker weekly member. You get the big beer for the price of a small beer over at the DNVR bar. You get chances to hop on our live stream. And right now, for the next couple hundred members who sign up, you will get a free recovery holistic stick from Holistic Wellness. It's a CBD stick that te- packs 10 milligrams of CBD. All you do is pour it in your drink, stir, and it helps with recovery. So visit them at holisticwellness.com, H-O-L-I-S-T-I-K wellness.com. And better yet, you'll get 30% off your first purchase using code DNVR30. And of course, become a member with us. Get all of the perks, including the members discord where you can talk to us and other diehard fans and you'll get this holistic stick for free so make sure to check us out over at the dnvr.com but mace that'll do it for us on the live side thank you all so much for tuning in let's hop into the questions on the pod side and just like that the magic of podcasting we are jumping into the comment section but before we do got to tell you about our friends michael and virginia chevalier over at chevalier mortgage heck these free agents that the broncos signed they're gonna need to get a mortgage and buy a home because they may be in denver for a long time and if you need a mortgage and need to buy a home check out our friends michael and virginia chevalier they are diehard broncos fans and they've been members of dnvr for a long time so they are here for you their husband wife team over 15 years of financial services experiences visit them at dnvrmortgage.com and enter to win a free dnvr shirt or hat of your choice when you do and most importantly get set up with a free consultation to discuss all of your options over at dnvrmortgage.com and since your home is likely to be one of your largest assets and your mortgage your largest debt they believe it is vital to consider your full financial picture when purchasing a home this includes considering your short-term and long-term planning goals your investment and your tax situation and mike is the perfect person to do this because he's a 
certified financial planner, meaning he can look at all of this with the background he has and make the right decision for you. So make sure to check him out over at dnvrmortgage.com and enter to win that free DNVR shirt or hat when you do. And most importantly, get set up with that free consultation to discuss all of your options. That's dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS 1910631. You think, Zach, that maybe... uh... Mike and Virginia Chevalier being financial experts appreciate the, uh, the terms of Shaq Barrett's deal and uh, how um, his cap number is only $5.6 million for this year. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> According to Ian Rappaport. Yeah. They're, yeah. Oh boy. They're, they're keeping the band together for another run. But before we get into the comments, want to also tell you about our friends over at Breckenridge brewery. And if you've, strolled through the grocery stores and maybe you were in Colorado and you were making your uh, grocery run last week in advance of snowpocalypse or snow again or whatever you want to call it, you might notice their seltzers, good company, hard seltzer. That's a, a big, big thing for Breckenridge Brewery right now. They have jumped headfirst into the seltzer market with flavors like apple, pear, cherry, peach, berry, and honeydew. As Krusty the Clown might say, that's the money melon. Head on over to the Breck Beer Locator and see where the closest 15-pack of Breckenridge Seltzers is to you, the good company hard seltzer, and you can go pick one up. The DMVR fam has been enjoying these Breckenridge Brew Seltzers, and they have not disappointed. Of course, if you're in the Denver area, also check out the Farmhouse, the restaurant at their brewery down in Littleton, right off Santa Fe. Use a magical code DNVR, save $5 off your meal that's a great deal and of course you order from the farmhouse you can get some beer you can get some seltzer it's all there everything that breckenridge brewery makes every flavor every variety you can get over there at the farmhouse so call 303-803-1380 from noon to 8 p.m for pickup they'll bring your order right out to your car for you completely safe in these times of covid we're starting to see the finish line perhaps but uh Still need to be careful, and if that's what you want to be, just or just call 303-803-1380 from noon to 8 p.m. and get a takeout order from the farmhouse down in Littleton. Of course, don't forget about that Breck Beer Locator. If you're outside of Colorado, you want to know where you can get some of those delicious Breck beers, and yes, some of those good company hard seltzers, go to their website, check out that Breck Beer Locator. Odds are you are not too far from some place that has at least some varieties of those delicious Breckenridge brews, Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNBR. All right, Mace, let's hop into the comment section. First one coming in from Windy City Bronco. A repost is I forgot is I forgot that you don't read pods or read questions on Friday. Yes, we don't because of the three ring circus. He says, anyhow, I'm a nerd of many flavors. And so I was listening to an economics podcast. My mind quickly returned to thinking about NFL quarterbacks, though, because all roads lead to De- Deshaun Watson. The NFL has spent the last several years creating a quarterback friendly game. It started with a desire for flashy passing game but then safety concerns kept adding to it this has created a major supply and demand problem this podcast the shadow gm of the broncos has offered nearly any price for watson that sounds like inflation to me what really sounds like inflation though is prescott getting 40 million per year and here i thought joe flacco got overpaid after that super bowl The NFL can fix this in one of two ways. They can reduce demand by changing the rules to be less quarterback friendly. That seems unlikely, though, and I would agree with you on that. The other option I can think of would be to create a developmental league. They need to increase the supply of viable quarterbacks. They need to cut inflation. 
Right now, too many teams are uncompetitive because they don't have a quarterback. Players at other positions make less because the quarterback eats up all the cap space. Teams force quarterbacks onto the field early because once they get past that first contract they become unaffordable none of that is good also everybody take a drink for the cost controlled quarterback any sense of what the nfl is doing about this right now this probably isn't something to do in a pandemic but maybe in 2022 or 2023 man maybe maybe. that's a great point now it's funny because one of the things i'm i i have always open on my computer is an excel file where I have passer ratings over, you know, the average passer rating every year, but also a three-year sample size. Zach, did you know that the average passer rating in the last three years is 92.1? Okay. Now, when the passer rating calculation was initially devised, it was, and that was in 1970, right around the time of the AFL-NFL merger. It was designed to where the average passer rating was 66.7. That is the control that they were working with, 66.7. And it has fair there, it is, it is, it has gone off like a rocket. And the reason why I say that is this. Um, as late as the 2000 season, the average passer rating was 79.0 over a three year sample size. Uh, and that would be, or, or pardon me, um, uh, 77.5 77.5 from 1998 through 2000, 77.5 from 98 through 2000. You go back to um, 78 through 80, it was 73.3. So basically you're looking at a rise of a rise over 20 years of 4.5 points. Okay. In the last 20 years, the average passer rating has risen 14.3 points. So basically more than it's got, it's got, it's, it's gone up at more than three times the rate that it did the previous 20 years. Right. And it has accelerated in just the last, uh, in just the last decade uh, from the, from 08 to 2010 to 2018 through 2020, Zach, the passer rate, the average passer rating rose from, as I'm get out the abacus here, 83.4. To 92.1 wow so it literally had the same it had the same rise from or nearly the same rise in the last 10 years as it did in the previous 30 so we've seen it accelerate and i think that's why this comment is so interesting kind of talking talking about how things have changed re have changed recently in terms of being quarterback and quarterback friendly, how it's spent the last several years creating quarterback friendly game. And we're seeing that in terms of how, what we regard as average quarterbacking has statistically changed. Right. And I, I agree with Windy City Bronco. I don't think it's, I don't think the genie's going back in the bottle. I don't think they're going to have rules that are not quarterback friendly. Never. And, and it's just, it's no, the frustrating thing, Zach, is that, there was a time when you always obviously you've always won an elite quarterback, but there was a time when you could build a team that succeeded without having somebody who was elite over the long haul. Right. You, uh, Joe Gibbs in Washington pulled that off. Uh, he had a, now he got a, an MVP type of year, a couple of years from Joe Theismann, but um, Theismann was certainly not, he didn't 
linger for a long time as an elite quarterback. And then he gets a Pro Bowl year out of Jay Schrader. He goes to a Super Bowl with with uh, Doug Williams and wins one. Bronco fans want to forget that. And he wins a Super Bowl with Mark Rippon. Could you see any coach pulling that off right now? I mean, the, the Vikings kind of tried that uh, in the George Payton's years there. Brett Favre, then he kind of stumbled around a little bit with uh, Christian Ponder, Teddy Bridgewater, Sam Bradford, Case Keenum gets you to a championship game. Kirk Cousins, and you see you see one team that pulled it off to win multiple Super Bowls in the 80s and another in the Vikings recently that fell just short. That alone might represent the difference between football then and football now and why it has never been more important that you have to have the guy at quarterback. That it's the it's the price of admission. It's it's if you don't have that ticket, you're not getting into the dance. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. And uh, Mace, I don't see this changing. You know, it's really like the NBA, where in the NBA you have to have, you know, not just one, but two superstars really in order to compete. And can you do it occasionally without those? Well, the Toronto Raptors did. Uh, so, yeah, you can do it occasionally. But for the most part, that's what you have to have in the NBA to have any sort of chance. And that's what the NFL is now with quarterbacks. You have to have one in order to to have long-term success uh, and compete. And really, if you do it without it, well, you're, you're it's not likely going to happen again again uh but this is working for the nfl this is working for the nfl so windy city bronco i don't think they change much to 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 downplay the quarterback because they love just how important it is and what it does for their game yeah it's almost like in the if, if you're in the nfl uh, with you mentioned the toronto raptors they had Kawhi leonard for one year and boy did they maximize that one year to their credit but yeah. uh they they went in went all in on that and I think typically if you do have that guy, that supernova that comes in for a year and you can't retain him, uh, it doesn't work out to win a title for that. They did, but uh, yeah, you, in the NBA, you have to have one of, you have to have one of those, those probably, would you say like you've got to have one of the top six players in the NBA? Yeah. And then exactly. you don't just need to have to win a title. You don't just need that player. You need a couple of, of components who are who are of high quality, at least one that's an all-star. And that's that's why I think there's such hope for the Nuggets is because it's not just Nikola Jokic, but it's Jamal Murray showing flashes of being a, one of those guys who's a great complimentary piece. It's Michael Porter Jr. of being somebody who could be kind of the third leg that brings it all together. Um, and that's that's why it's fun to watch the Nuggets right now. But there, there, there's a ticket for the, there's a ticket for admission to the party. And unfortunately, unless Drew Locke develops, the Broncos don't have that ticket on their roster right now. Yeah, you're exactly right. Mace. Great mm -hmm. question. Windy city. Bronco. I was thinking next one from, yeah, it really did. Next one from orange and blue all over gents. I'm a bit confused. Even if Denver doesn't want Phil or, or the other RFAs, why wouldn't they still place a second round tag on them and then trade them with three and a half million being under market value in a cash strapped year? I assume they could get a better than normal return, maybe a fourth round pick instead of putting an original round tender on them and getting nothing. This is a, this is another great question, Mace. What, why would they not do that? Yeah, it's kind of how I feel as well. I, I would put second round tenders on all three and you're not just thinking about what you would get in compensatory value if you let him go after this year, 
but also just the value you get in out of them this year. And the other thing, like Tim Patrick, for example, I think he becomes just as valuable as if not more valuable as a potential trade piece. And with Patrick, just kind of look at him for a moment. It's possible that uh, there may not be as many targets for Tim Patrick, but we've seen what he can do. If somebody gives you a fourth round pick for Tim Patrick and he has signed his tender, I think you take that and you'd be very happy with it. And And again, the argument for tendering all these guys at the round two level is that they have more value to you, whether you, tr- whether you keep them, trade them, or let them go in free agency when then, then they're part of the compensatory calculus uh, for picks in 2023. I don't think it makes any sense to give any of these guys only an original round tender just because of that. You got to play the long game in terms of, of the value of what you might get, even if they walk away. Yeah, you, you do have to keep that in mind. And so, Mace, what are the prices for, for these guys? Let's say you give them second-round tenders and then teams call to trade for them. What What's the, the least you're trading Tim Patrick for? Uh, the least I'm trading Tim Patrick for is a fifth. Okay, and what about Phil? Um, Probably the same. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so that is something to, to consider. I really like where you're thinking there, orange and blue all over. That's uh, that's getting creative and, uh, and still you have waiting to be, on yeah. word. And you're, you have to be creative on this. Of course, the word uh, can wait until the start of the new league year. So we could be waiting around another 48 hours or so from when we record this race city Bronco. Hey guys, we're starting to see how the lowered salary cap is already impacting teams like the chiefs. However, an article by Dan Graziano with ESPN suggests the cap could be at least $20 million higher next season. So if you were a GM, how would you play 3D chess with contracts and free agents to gain advantage over these cap-strapped teams? Mace, here's what I'm doing. I'm I'm not doing what all these other teams are doing in terms of giving Shaq Barrett $17 million per year, but only a $5 million cap hit this year and pushing it into the future and what the Chiefs have to do in order to get that stuff to work. I'm using cap space this year and not kicking the can down the road. And that gives me a big advantage moving forward because then when all of these other teams next year and the year after are, are having to heat, eat these huge cap hits because they made them small this year, well, you're in a great position where the cap is going up and your contracts aren't going up either. Mace, they're staying the exact same. Look, the Broncos, uh, they're probably not contenders this year. And so they shouldn't be playing like contenders. Uh, and now does that mean don't sign anyone and don't, do you know, don't spend a, an ounce of cap space. No, that doesn't mean that, but it means if if, don't spend unnecessary money and don't just spend money to spend money this year. Yeah. And that may be a, a theme and a mantra league wide. Don't just spend money to spend money this year. Right. And unfortunately what you're talking about, Windy city Bronco or race city Bronco, pardon me to take advantage of that. You also have to be in a really good cash situation right now. And unfortunately, that's where every team uh, is looking at depressed revenues. And they may not, even if they have the cap space to take advantage of this, you got to be able to have the cash to uh, to go all in on this to, to gain that advantage and spend it right now. And that is something that uh, a fair amount of teams don't necessarily want to do, considering how much they lost in terms of revenue. I believe uh, we saw that. NFL league-wide revenues were down $4.5 billion. $4.5 billion 
wow. from where they would be in a normal year. And so compared to what they were expected to be 16.5, that means they were down. Uh, uh, they were, pardon me. I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing the math here down 4.5 divided by 32. Um, they were down $140 million per team. Wow. That's and a lot of money if you're wondering, it's a lot of money to not have. And uh, even though you can count on making it up on the other side, once the new TV and streaming contracts kick in uh, teams also, the, there's a borrowing limit that teams have, and it was increased last year because of the pandemic, but you've only got a $500 million limit on, I say only sounds absurd uh, <laughs> on what you can borrow. And Teams may not want to borrow that that money. They may they may not want to go uh, deep into that. So, if you aren't a cash rich team or you don't have an owner that can just tap into other parts of, of the business empire and say, yeah, hundred million dollars, no problem, then you're not able to take advantage of this. But there, I think there'll be you know, some teams, Race City Bronco, that are in a good cash situation that do take advantage of this. Yeah, you're exactly right. And Mace, I also understand why the Bucks are are doing it uh, a five million dollar cap hit for Shaq Barrett this year because they're in win now mode. So I think it's smart for those teams to do that this year. The Broncos just shouldn't pretend like they're one of those teams and hurt themselves in the future when you know it's probably not going to have any benefit for this year. So it's not all the exact same. It's not all apples to apples. Yeah, and man. Could also be the, the step backward to take two steps forward. Exactly. And when Don't your GM has a yeah, exactly. Mace, when your GM has a six-year contract, that's something you can do. Yep, exactly. Orange and blue Aussie entering the legal tampering zone. These next couple of weeks are going to be great, but not as great as Mason Zach giving the Aussie accent a go. That was pure greatness. <laughs> I went back and listened a second time. It was so fun. Zach quietly quietly did a pretty good job on maybe the Dango H your baby. And may she did good with down under who just said that without me spelling it to assist. If RK is on the potty, she give it a go. Maybe the dingo aches your baby. Try it that way. <laughs> then we can put up a poll and Zach can finally win one. Pop tarts, oh, hot pockets and Aussie accents are all vital in this world. Let me know if this one, if when this one is done, if you want a rematch as it's a bloody who, which is funny <laughs> as back to the Broncos priorities for the next few weeks until draft day. As I have a visitor. Hi, Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> One, resign Shelby Harris. Two, come to an agreement with Vaughn. Three, place second round tenders on all three. Of course, talking about Tim Patrick, Alexander Johnson, and Philip Lindsay. Four, extend Kareem Jackson, but with an out after two years. Five, work out a long term deal with Justin Simmons. No rush. We've got till July 15th. Jameis Winston or Gardner Minshew are the only QBs that tick my box. Gardner's the ultimate cost control quarterback. Drink. No shoveling snow. Get a snowblower. My years in Omaha taught me that quick. <laughs> yeah, I wish I had a snowblower right now. That's why I'm going to have somebody doing it here. Hopefully they've arrived by now. Yeah, that is very they're smart, not, Mace, not, no doubt. <laughs> Charlotte, they're not here yet? Oh, great. They might be stuck here. Mace getting the inside scoop from Charlotte. <laughs> yes, I might, have to, I might have to go out there and uh, clear a little bit of a path. I've already cleared a path for my puppies, like I said. So <laughs> Right. The, the, the Poop path for puppies. <laughs> Mace, of uh, great, fantastic comment, by the way, yes. uh, Orange and Blue Ozzy. Of the five priorities that he mentioned, I think two of them happen. 
I think re-signing Shelby Harris happens now that the legal tampering period's open. He could sign somewhere else very easily. The Broncos let it get to that point. And the other one that happens is working out a long-term deal with Justin Simmons. I think we see that happen sooner rather than later, but I'm not very confident on all the other ones, Orange and Blue Ozzy. Yeah, me either. I completely agree with you, Zach. And Mace, before we go any further, got to tell you guys about Green Roads because you probably know by now that DNVR is a huge supporter of CBD and they have so many different ways to consume CBD for personal uses. They have CBD capsules uh, for sleep. They have sleepy Z's. They have relaxed bears, CBD gummies that are delicious, CBD bath bombs, CBD soft gels, full spectrum oil for all your needs, guys. They have it all over at Green Roads and they lead the industry. They're the number one privately held CBD company in the U.S. by market share. They have award-winning products. They're pharmacist-founded and pharmacist-formulated, and they have QR codes on all Green Roads packaging, which link to independent lab test results so you can be comfortable in the products you get. And not only all of that, they are offering our listeners 20% off with the magical code DNVR20 over at greenroads.com. And you can pick out your items, enter that magical code DNVR20, and you'll get 20% off over at Green Roads. So make sure to check them out. Sorry, I've got a visitor here. <laughs> All right. Need a jolt in the morning and check out Strava Craft Coffee because you know what? Everyone needs a little jolt in the morning. And now Strava is offering a 25% off code to our listeners. So for all you listeners who have used that 20% off code, that magical code, as Zach would say, you can now re-up and save 25% by using the code DNVR25 at checkout. It's even more magical than, D- than DNVR20. If you're in the area, stop by the DNVR dry and try some of that Strava, some of that Strava cold brew. We've got it on tap at the DNVR bar. Swing in and try it sometime. You won't be disappointed. But guess what? If you want a little more, if you want a lifetime discount on Strava Craft Coffee, subscribe and get 20% off with a Strava Craft Coffee subscriptions. So you've got DNVR25 to get that discount right now at checkout. You can get a lifetime discount of 20% by becoming a Strava Craft Coffee subscriber. If you've never tried it, get, guess what? It's something that can help you out. It's not, not only tastes great, but also it's infused with CBD, which can help you with chronic headaches, joint pains, IBS, and so much more. And guess what? If you order Strava Craft Coffee, you can get your coffee every two, three, four, six, or eight weeks, 20% off any product you subscribe to. So check that out. Subscribe to Strava Craft Coffee, get 20% off. Or if you just want to do a one-time order, no problem. Then take advantage of the DNVR25 code, that magical code, DNVR25, and get 25% off Strava Craft Coffee. All right, next one coming in from Coach Tobin. Howdy, gentlemen. If we draft a quarterback like Trey Lance, which I'm in favor of, do we keep Locke too? I can see both sides, but personally, I'd move on from Locke and sign a veteran until Lance is ready. Question A, for all intents and purposes. B, for all intensive purposes. Anyone else think it was B for all their life, or is it just me? Keep grinding and let free agency come already. (laughs) That is hilarious. I never thought it was intensive purposes, Zach. Did you? No, but I will say that's what it sounds like when people say it for all intents and purposes. Uh, but I knew it was intense and purposes, but man, yeah. it, it definitely sounds more like B. So coach, I see why you see why you would say that. I think if it was in a song, I'd get it messed up because I have a lot of trouble with song lyrics. The old song, You're So Vain by uh, Carly Simon. Oh, uh, yeah. 
she has a lyric about clouds in my coffee. And for years, I thought that was clowns in my coffee. I'm like, why are there clowns in your coffee? That makes no sense whatsoever. Oh, Mace, I may be the uh, worst person with lyrics because I don't listen to lyrics. I just I memorize them, but I don't listen to their meaning. So uh, yeah. when, when things like that happen, I wouldn't even notice that that happened. And uh, and uh, it drives my girlfriend crazy when I consistently say the wrong lyrics. Yeah, yeah. And, and I tend to read the lyrics to get it right. Like I, I I'll never forget, like this is dating me. I, the, when I bought albums, you know, back in the early 1980s, because we had a we had a record player and it, you could still get the LPs. And of course, uh, the artwork is is often great on LPs. But I remember uh, opening my I got some LPs my birthday one year and seeing the liner notes. And I'm like, oh, oh, so that's what they were singing. It was a new world. <laughs> Once I could actually read the lyrics. And now you can just look up the lyrics easily for for almost any song ever written. And that's uh that's something I love being able to do. And then I, I'll get it right the first time in terms of how I perceive the song. And now I'm, and now I can be kind of a lyric snob. So, <laughs> but, yeah. Well, you would, yeah. uh, you would not like singing with me because I am not a lyric snob. Yeah. Like it, it actually, if someone is singing around me and they get the lyrics obviously wrong, it, it like annoys the big Jesus <laughs> out of me. I, I, I'm sorry, Zach. So I'm, what's, I'm just what's warning that or muted. Uh, muted still worse, but it's not it's oh, no. not very far off. <laughs> now, Coach Tobin's question, if you draft a quarterback like Lance, uh, do you keep locked to? This is actually something I've discussed over on um over on radio, Mile High Sports Radio 98.1 FM in Denver with Eric Goodman. And he and I agree if they do draft a quarterback in round one, you're probably trading Drew Locke on one of the final two days of the draft. Right. Yep. Because you would have signed a veteran by that point. Your room is probably going to be young quarterback, vet, veteran for competition or as a bridge, and most likely Brett Rippon in that instance. I don't see a young quarterback, a rookie quarterback from the first round, Andrew Locke. I don't see them being on the team this year i think they would look to move drew lock as soon as possible yeah i think so too amaze i think that's the right thing to do if you're investing a first round pick in a quarterback you're all in on him uh drew you still need to develop him and so that wouldn't make sense it, it would be best for both sides in this case so um i know some people would say well why not have them both well because you've already said no to drew so uh i agree with you amaze Next one coming in from LDJ. Number one, what is Russell Wilson doing? I keep hearing Ian, Ian Rappaport uh, talking about teams like it's Russ. You're 33. You're not 25. Open up your team selections. You're not giving the Seahawks the ability to trade you. Broncos, you, Broncos got assets, Russ. Come on, fellas. If you get the time, please review PFF episode on what they said about AFC West team win predictions. They said this is the most talented roster in the AFC West, except for the most important position. And they wish Deshaun could come here, but it's not likely. Hey, we all wish that too, LDJ. I watched Cortland Sutton's awesome interview he did for Broncos YouTube page. Cortland is ready. Alberto is ready to combine with Noah Fant and be special. Vaughn is ready to have a bounce back year. Justin Sternod is ready to prove his worth. This team is ready. And I'm hoping that Drew understands he had no choice but to deliver 
to go to training camp ready to beat out whomever steps on the field ready week one. P.S. It was time to, for Elway to step down, but we're going to look back at these drafts and realize the Elway can't draft is a myth from 2016 till now. He's either drafted an all pro an all rookie or a pro bowler. Justin Simmons, all pro Garrett Bowles, all pro Bradley Chubb, a pro bowl Cortland Sutton, pro bowl Fant, all rookie Reisner, all rookie Lloyd Cushenberry, all rookie. I don't know. LOL. <laughs> You're not wrong. LDJ. And I think, uh, I'd like to think on this podcast, we've sort of put the notion of Elway not drafting uh, well to bed yeah. based on those last few years. I think that's a, I think uh, there may be some circles where that is said, but it's one thing he got right. And the Broncos to their credit changed what they looked for in terms of the types of players they targeted in the 2018 draft. And I think, and I think that has resulted in better results, even though uh, you mentioned Garrett Bowles and Justin Simmons coming out before that it's accelerated since then in terms of the quality, the Broncos have gotten. And I think uh, since 2018, other thing that's happened, Zach is we've seen fewer busts from the Broncos, you know, every, you know, even guys who don't become all pros have had value. You, you don't look around and see a Paxton Lynch or a Carlos Henderson or Brandon Langley on the right. first two days of the draft. Everybody's seen, you know, everybody is contributing something, although the jury is, is still decidedly out on, for example, Mel McTelvin Ajim. But even OJ Mudia, OJ Mudia proved down the stretch that he could be a good at minimum rotational corner, three and three or four corner in this league. So that I think is what's changed and it's been for the better. Yeah, Garrett Bowles saved that 2017 draft class. And Mace, when you have your first round pick save a draft class, that saves a draft class very, very, uh, very, very much. That is for sure. Um, so good point there, LDJ. Next, and of course, Broncos would love Russell Wilson. We we hope he opens up his trade destinations and includes Denver as well because uh, he may be pigeonholing himself. But it also seems like one of the teams he wants to go to, Chicago, is going to do everything they possibly can to get him. So just seems like that's a, a crash course waiting to happen if the Seahawks do in fact trade him. Yeah, good, very good point. Next one from some people call me the space cowboy. Howdy gents. Hope y'all survived the snowstorm. All right. Here's a game called what's more likely. Okay. Mace two options. Broncos acquired Deshaun Watson or drew lock pops and becomes a top 12 quarterback, 4,000 passing yards, 30 TDs, 10 interceptions and a passer rating of above 98. And it's not, what would you rather have the space cowboy clarifies? It's what's more likely. I like this game. Okay. I like it too. Um, I think uh, based on the trends of uh, Drew Locke relative to other second year quarterbacks, um, he's at about a 25 to 30% chance at best of that happening. Uh, Deshaun Watson, I think the chances the Broncos acquiring him are probably about 15%. So number two. Okay. That's okay. just kind of simple, simple math. Yeah, I like that. I'm going to give a stab at number one. I'm going to say getting Deshaun Watson's a little more likely. Uh, uh, no, because you said Drew 
as a top 12 quarterback. Yeah. And it probably is that, but I'm going to say Deshaun anyways, because Mace, I think the Broncos are going to be big time players in this. George Payton says he's going to be aggressive, but not reckless. There's really nothing reckless about going after an elite quarterback. So I think he can justify that any way possible. The biggest hurdle is going to be the Texans finally willing to admit that they're going to trade him. Exactly. That's and figuring that out. Once they do, the Broncos should enter the chat. And the other thing I'll say is in terms of it's interesting to say top 12 quarterback, because realistically, when I see that I see him being kind of on the back end of that top 12. And that actually puts you in a danger zone because the worst spot to be in is paying elite money for a quarterback who isn't quite elite, who's just good, maybe above average among starters, but isn't pushing toward that, but isn't pushing toward that elite class. And, uh, you know, Deshaun Watson is elite. So Mm -hmm. I'd much rather have number one than number two, because I think number two, unless Drew Locke enters that top five, top four quarterback conversation, I think number two puts you in purgatory. Right. Yeah. It's a a really good point. It's a really good point, Mace. Next one from my, but the dingo HL baby. Was that, was that better? I did it a little differently. <laughs> Maybe the dingo HL baby. <laughs> I think you, stre- I think you stretched out the, the, my, like, uh, my, I think I did. Uh, I, th- I think I did. Anyway. I'm, I'm trying for our Aussie friends. <laughs> he, Points he said, for effort. Exactly. He says two questions. Has Juwan James retired yet? Wow. <laughs> and is there wow. an exception? The NFL offers a second COVID oh. relief for players or is there this an expectation? Is, yeah. This room is harsh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But I can't, are. I can't blame everyone for the frustration on Juwan James. Um, as of right now, there is no indication that there's going to be a second uh, year of COVID relief because, and, and a big part of it is just the, the timeline for vaccine distribution we have um, in this country. There is an expectation that uh, vaccines should be available for the general population in most states over the next uh, couple of months. I mean, there, there are rumblings here in Colorado, Zach, that the general population will be eligible for a vaccine by mid-April. Right. So that's why you have, for example, Dr. Anthony Fauci talking about July 4th being a time when whatever a new normal is, relative normalcy, uh, could be achieved in this country. And that's well before the start of training camp. You've got got three, four weeks before camps kick in and get underway. And so because of that, I don't think you're going to see another year of players being able to opt out because of COVID. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Mace. And final one coming in here from T Wood 16. Hey guys, salary cap question. The Chiefs were able to restructure Mahomes and Kelsey to free up cap space this year without adding any additional years to their contract. Is this team kicking the can down the road or is there something else that I'm missing? Thanks. It's it's somewhat kicking the can down the road. It's also gambling on huge cap spikes, although... I think the degree of those cap spikes is going to be somewhat tempered because of the ability to keep the cap at 182.5 million this year when revenue losses would have dictated that it should be somewhere around 100 and 150 to 100 and maybe down even to 140 million dollars. So because of that, 
the cap is going to rebound more gradually to account for the losses of this year. So it, it is kicking the can down the road a little bit, but um, it does make it does make sense for uh, for for the Chiefs. The question is just uh, uh, what are they not going to be able to do in twenty three and twenty four uh, because of this, and uh, that's why they're going to have to draft really well to make up for the fact that they're going to have some they're going to have some big massive numbers to deal with here in the next two to three years. Yes, they absolutely are. And they already have some big, massive numbers this year. Uh, and that that's a team where, you know, they certainly are making some bold moves in order to get on the salary cup. Mace, like we talked about last week, they cut both of their starting tackles, which is just brutal. And they still need to do some more work uh, in order to get their draft class signed in order to sign any free agents. So uh, they're in win now mode. And you can certainly tell by their salary cap situation. And you can also tell that the Patriots uh, are, are in win-now mode, even though their roster may not look like it at this point, because they just signed Janu Smith, uh, formerly of the Titans, to a four-year, $50 million deal with $31.25 million fully guaranteed per uh, Drew Rosenhaus, Janu Smith's agent. So think Ooh. about that for a moment as well, and uh, think about what, Noah Fant might cost in a couple of years if he continues to progress. Oh, yes. Yeah. Noah Fant loves the sound of that right there. We're talking about $15 million tight end for Noah Fant in a couple of years, if not even more, Mace, honestly. Yeah, exactly. It's oh, it's it's going to be expensive. It's Gotta certainly the cash, the cash and cap space to keep up. It certainly, certainly is. And guys, before we get out of here, got to tell you about our presenting sponsor one more time, MSU Denver Online. They are the new urban online university where learning outcomes are equivalent to -to face-to-face courses and unheard of at other universities. But MSU Denver delivers great gen eds taught by real people, great completion options, full programs, and the virtual services to keep you healthy and happy on your way to to graduation. They're the preeminent online university in the Rocky Mountain region. Whether you want to go on campus or online, it's all the same over at MSU Denver. Their students do just as much in their online courses as they do in person, which means you can get the same degree while continuing to live your life. So make sure to check them out at MSU Denver online. And Mace, that'll do it for us today. Thank you all so much for rolling with us on this first day of free agency. Man, the fun is just getting underway and we'll be here with you the entire way, breaking down every single move over at thednbr.com and on this podcast. But for Andrew Mason, I'm Zach Stevens. Thank you all so much for rolling with us. We will talk to you tomorrow. Roll out the truck and took a country drive. I understand that you need some time. I know some landmarks we used to hit. We're flying cotton, we'll stick to your lips Now I know those lips ain't mine They haven't been in a long, long time I'd like to patch it up, I wanna change your mind I'll take